Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Welcome to our reposition night online. Hope you're all comfortable in your own homes and got your cuppa, your evening cuppa. Hope tea's over or whatever. But um, so welcome. Thank you for joining us. We're excited about tonight. Um, we have named it reposition because we're going to be praying for some of our, we're going to be praying for all of our staff, but uh, commissioning some of our new staff as we go through the next hour. I'll be coming up after me, sharing some of our vision, and then Dave, some of the strategies after that. Some of you will know that on the 8th of September, just past, we celebrated our 24th birthday, and so... Um, There's been loads of amazing highs. There's been some incredibly painful lows, but we're still here and God has been so faithful. And so what tonight is all about is about you in your own homes and being part of this church, not just our church, but our church collectively together. And so we want you to hear some of the things that we have planned. 24 years ago, um, we felt God put a, a verse in our hearts that is actually mentioned seven times in the Bible, in the New Testament, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And if ever there was a time that we needed a fresh um, ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, it's today. Over the last six months, no one could have planned what has happened, but you need to know that the church is still growing, the church worldwide, the gates of hell, cannot prevail against it. No COVID-19 or coronavirus can stand against the growth of the church because it is the bride of Christ. This morning, I was sharing a little bit from Genesis 15 and talking about how God brought Abram outside of his tent and told him to look up to the sky and count the stars. And if he could count the stars, then that's what his seed was going to be like. And the very fact that he took him outside, he didn't tell him to look up in his tent because he would just have looked at his canvas, but he he wanted to stretch his boundaries. He wanted him to see bigger. He wanted him to see something that he had never seen before. And there's a little line in that chapter that says this, that after God spoke that to him, it said, and Abram believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And so it's exciting. We are desperately excited about what God is doing. We know the last six months have been difficult. We've had to look at things with a fresh imagination. We couldn't do it out of just memory anymore. We had to go um, on our fresh imagination. But our team's here tonight and our elders are here tonight. And we're excited about that just to um, pray and commission um, them into Uh, what's happening over the next season in our church. So tonight, as I say, we want to bring you up to date with staffing structures and a little bit of reaffirming our vision. So we're excited about this night, reposition. 
I'm going to pray and just hand over to Al, and then um, he will take it from there. I'll be back at the end, but uh, the Lord bless you tonight. Thank you so much for joining in, and we hope that you get as excited as we are for this next season. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all that you've done over the last 24 years. Um, we couldn't, there's many chapters in the book we couldn't have written, and there's many maybe we wouldn't have written, but um, we're here, and we thank you that you've preserved and kept us. We thank you for the vision that you've given us for the city. We thank you, Father, over the years that we've been here in this town, and now expanded to um, Portadown and and to uh, with Cara and Shalom, we're just excited about what you're doing in this region. We thank you for Tabar that we had our conference yesterday, and all the churches that are networking into that as a family of families. We are excited about this next season. And so, God, we give it to you. We ask you, Lord, as we plan and strategize this where we leave all the leadership gurus behind because we hand our plans over to you. We make our plans and we strategize, but then we hand them over to you. They're fluid. And we say, God, you have your way. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So, God, we ask you to come and lead us in this next hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Al. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, it's uh, an exciting moment, as Phil has described, in unusual days. And um, but it's a really, uh, a really important um, night. Very biblical, what we're doing um, in terms of recognizing the evolving sense of the church as it develops and grows, and bringing you, the members, and part of the body of Christ uh, here in Lurgan and Portadown and across the city in our different expressions. It's really important that you understand what's going on. In January 2020, as we approached it, probably even from a year ago, the back end of 2019, and we started to think about um, a new year, and not just a new year, but a new decade, we, um, we spent some time seeking God about vision, and we really wanted to leverage the beginning of, of a new decade to ask the Holy Spirit what he wanted to say to us, if there was a new vision he wanted to give us. And I suppose as church leaders, we were in a zone where we thought, you know, God would really speak to us about all the great things that we were going to do in the next decade. And we could stand up at the start of January and kind of uh, hopefully impress in um, a holy way with our thoughts. But as we approached that time as elders and as a leadership team, it became apparent that the Lord wasn't really giving us fresh vision. He was just reminding us that the vision he had given us for the city was a good one and a big one and that we should get on with that. And rather than think about more stuff to actually do, we felt the Holy Spirit start to speak to us about a structure uh, that could actually bear the burden of what he'd already placed on our hearts to do. And so in January 2020, we sat around as a leadership team, as an eldership team, as a, as a board, um, and uh, we discerned just how God was leading us to evolve the structure of the church um, how new roles needed to be created or people were evolving into new roles and we wanted to recognize that in order to shoulder what we felt the Holy Spirit was asking us to do and the assignments that the Lord had given us. And so over, over the years, not just the last year, but over the years we've developed lots of different language that has been prayerfully discerned in lots of conversations 
And out of those long conversations that we've sat around boardrooms or sat around um, living rooms and talked these things into sometimes the wee hours of the night, we've hopefully come up with some language that we think is succinct and compact to help you understand the shape and the structure of how we evolve as a church body. And we want to be a people that are open to the assignments of the Lord, a people open to the Spirit, but also realize that God brings order in order to make sure that the things that he is creating are stewarded really well. And so we have some vision tonight, but we also understand that people just don't want vision, that people want clarity. And so we hope that this will be clear for you tonight to understand how we move forward. And there's certain times in the church's life where recognition and definition is really, really important because it gives us an understanding in our mindsets of where the church is and how then we can move forward in one-mindedness together, okay? And so tonight is a lot about recognizing what the Lord's done, bringing definition to that, and also recognizing certain people who God is releasing into new seasons, we believe, in order to enhance this. And so this is very biblical. We see this right through the book of Acts. We see it in Acts chapter 6, you know, a specific strategic moment for the church where they needed to handle the growth and the favor of God. And so recognition was needed that God was adding, but definition was needed in order to release new leaders. The seven were chosen in order that the work could continue. And we're told that after they brought the right structure and they evolved the structure, the church flourished and grew. And so we want to be in line with that biblical thinking tonight. And we've done that. It's important to say that we've done that as a discerning leadership community. We've submitted our hearts to the Lord and also to one another for the counsel and wisdom of the Lord as we've listened to him throughout this process. And so I, and over the next just 10 minutes or so, and then Dave will come, want to try and explain a little bit of who we are and what we're called to, and just begin opening up some of the new ways that God has added to us, and, uh, and then Dave will follow up with that, okay? So when we look at... Um, uh, the church, Emmanuel, I suppose over the years, more than anything else, and Adam touched on this yesterday at the Debar conference, we have wanted to create a wineskin here for, for new wine to be poured out, for the Spirit to move, because that's what we see in the early church. We see a group of people surrendered to the Holy Spirit and to his leading before they have a particular form of a church or anything that established. And so first and foremost, we want to be a family on mission, surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And in a nutshell, we are, that's what we are. We're a family, on mission, surrendered to the Holy Spirit and to his leading. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the head of this church. I'm not the head of this church. Phil's not the head of this church. The, the, the senior leadership team, the elder, Jesus is the head of his church. And we as a leadership team submit to his leading. And the way Jesus reveals himself to us in the days in which we live post-Pentecost is through the Holy Spirit. So he is the primary initiator of everything that we do. And that's how we want to submit and align our hearts, fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And we've learned that in new ways over the last six months when we've realized that the church, even though we used to say this as a, it almost became cliche, 
but we knew it was true, but we've had to really prove it, haven't we, over the last six months. The church isn't the building. The church is the precious living stones of the members of God who make up his family, of which Jesus is the head, and we surrender wholeheartedly to the person of the Holy Spirit. And so if we were to break this down a little bit, we want to look at one side of the family, and then we're going to look at mission. So first and foremost, we are a family. The primary metaphor for the body of Christ which is another metaphor for, for the church, is, is a family. It is a reflection, no less. It's supposed to be a reflection, no less, of the Trinity itself. God is family. God is Trinity. God is relationship. God is love. Right? God is love. God defines love by the very nature of being a relationship and a community of beings. And so first and foremost, we see in Scripture God wants family and he wants to invite us into his family to fellowship with him and so on the earth the church is supposed to reflect the trinity the family of God on the earth and so first and foremost we are a family that's what God has called us to to be we're not an organization we're not a cooperation we are family all the language in the new testament for describing the church when Paul particularly is talking about it he describes it in family language. He uses brother and sister language, father and son language, co-partner language. It's all incredibly relational. And so first and foremost, we're a family, and that expresses itself um, in covenant community because the word family is contested, isn't it, in this day in which we live? And so it's important that we understand exactly what that means. And just as I've talked about the Trinity there and the depth of relationship that exists between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the word that we could um, use to describe this, and you've heard, if you come to Emmanuel Lurgan, you'll have heard a sermon or two, I'm sure, on covenant, yeah, because that's what Phil loves to talk about, and it's rightly so, because it's the theme that it carried right through the whole Bible. And so over the last number of years, even when it's come to our membership, what we've decided to do is to, to change that just from being a, a member of the church to an invitation in the covenant community. That's what we think that Jesus wants the church to be. And that means that it's a community established on the sacrificial love of Jesus. It's not just a half-hearted, I'll sign a form to do a few things in the church. No, it's, it's a much deeper thing. It's walking in the ways of Jesus into a depth of love and commitment and surrender to his bride and to your brothers and sisters in Christ, a rugged commitment like the one God makes to us to be with someone and to be for someone onto divine ends. That, that's what the church is supposed to be and supposed to look like. And so we have wanted to go deeper into what it means to really be a covenanting community. And um, we hope that you have got that impression. And for those of you who have sat through our church services over the last two or three years, you'll have heard us teaching that and invite you into that. We are a covenanting community. That is the kingdom family. Um, and that covenant community is built on these three core values, loving God, loving people, and loving the world. That's essentially the Great Commission and the Great Commandment blended together there to give us the core values of what makes up and represents our covenant community. To love God, to love people, and to love the world. And then we have a particular way of that community, that there's a way that we express that community. And that way of the community is quite simply our definition for discipleship. It's following Jesus in all of 
life. If you like, the covenant, this is the covenant community's family rhythms. Help us to follow Jesus in all of life. And to flesh out that a little bit further, we came up with these six practices that you'll have heard us teach about. And we think these are six of the main things that we see in the life of Jesus that we want to imitate. That we want to apprentice Jesus, be his disciples in these six ways. And so very um, simply what we ask and invite our church to do as we all commit to try and do this together is to be part of that covenant community. To walk into this, our lives should reflect something of these six practices. Now we're always growing and developing in these six ways, but we want to apprentice Jesus in prayer and worship. Jesus had the most amazing prayer life, the most amazing intimate relationship with his Father. We want to reflect that in creative ways. We believe that we all have an original design that God wants us to walk into and to have the courage to walk into that, to see beautiful diversity amongst our unity. We want to practice hospitality and generosity in the way Jesus invited people around tables and to go on walks with him and to do life with him. We want to have those kind of open hearts to be about compassion and justice. Never more maybe than now are we seeing the wounds of injustices ripped open and laid bare on our TV screens. And God is asking us to be people of compassion and justice. We want to be people that practice discipleship, that actually fulfill the Great Commission, that we, have a, we, we were talking about this this morning and poured it down, that if the Great Commission is for everyone, then everyone has to or should be able to do it. And so we want to encourage everybody that becomes part of this covenanting community to believe that they're not just apprentice in Jesus, but they can begin to disciple others in his ways. And then finally, that we're caught up in the mission of God to co-partner with Jesus to see his kingdom come on the earth. And I'll talk a little bit more about mission in a moment. So we've got the covenant community, the kingdom family. We've got the way of that community, following Jesus and all of life in these six practices. And then we have the structure of that community. And the structure of the community, the way the Bible would maybe talk about it, is ordering the household of faith. Because this is a family, there needs to be order. I don't know about your house. Um, ours at times doesn't feel like it's that ordered, but it, there needs to be family conversations, family values, family order, um, and particularly as kids grow up and more kids maybe come in, more order needs to come to enable the household to flourish and to flourish really well. And so the structure of the community is important, and the biblical New Testament way to establish the household of faith is to put within those families elders, shepherds, under-shepherds of the great shepherd to help guide and love and support and shepherd, literally, the people into Christ-likeness and wholeness in Jesus. And so in our Lurgan and Portadown churches particularly, we have, we have elders. This is our Lurgan elders. We have um, Phil, obviously, and Dave, and Alan and Jerry, a.k.a. Mum and Dad, Neil McLeod, Mervyn, Warwick, Stephen, Dixie, um, Maureen, and Wilson. And uh, I continue to sit in that eldership as well. And then in Portadown, we have an eldership of um, myself and Chris and Debbie and Stephen and Brona. And we um, provide the leadership surrounded by lots of other mature leaders and intercessors and people who help us discern the will of the Lord. We try to oversee 
and undergird the body of Christ in those two particular locations. And then as we build together the church across the city, we're so excited that we have other churches that have developed throughout the city, um, Cara and Shalom, um, part of our wider Tabar network, but part of our one church across the city in Craigavon. And uh, in these COVID days, if you want to put it like that, we're learning as much from them as they are from us as we seek to build the body of Christ across the city. And so that left-hand side that we've looked at in this kind of Prezi document shows us the the family side of who we are. And then we just want to take a moment um, and look at the mission side. Because as much as we are a family, we are a family on a mission. And uh, we really need to be both of those. Um, The the primary... um, mission for the New Testament church is an apostolic vision. You'll hear us use that phrase quite a lot. But the church primarily is not pastoral. The church primarily is apostolic. That's what the Greek mission is all about, to go into the world and proclaim the gospel. And so we have a very clear missional mandate in the New Testament from Jesus himself as the church to do that, and we want to be faithful to the Great Commission. It's the way that we actually measure our success, if that's the way to put it, or our fruitfulness is probably a better biblical word. The way we measure our fruitfulness as a church is how well are we fulfilling the Great Commission, that we are, uh, we are sent out ones in order to see the inbreaking of the kingdom of God on the earth and the destruction of the forces of evil. That's what our mission is. And so we are a family on a mission. And as a church, we're trying to work out how to be a local church caught up in the Great Commission and to find our local story in the great story of God that we see particularly in the book of Acts. And so we spent a lot of time over the last years thinking that through. And, uh, and you see, you'll have heard this vision said hopefully many times to help rewrite the, his- the story, help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the kingdom of God. It's a big vision. It's how we as a local church, if you can see, are trying to fulfill the Great Commission. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, onto the ends of the earth. And over the, over the years as we've tried to flesh out what that actually looks like, we've hung that on six long-term aims. We're trying to do six there with one hand, which you obviously can't do, but six long-term aims, Okay. Here we go. And the six long-term aims are to posture ourselves and prepare ourselves to help steward a move of God's Spirit in Ireland. That's what it's all about, folks. We want to see a move of God in the nation. We want to see the nation one for Jesus, set on fire for his glory all over again. The second long-term aim is to create a culture of radical discipleship that releases a movement of people fulfilling the Great Commission. We don't want to just contain people here. We don't want bums and seats. We want to release a movement of disciple makers. We don't want a church of a thousand people. We want a church of a thousand disciples who will make more disciples and more disciples. We want to build a mature, thriving local resource church uh, across the city. We want to release an apostolic movement of church plants around Ireland. We feel like the primary way the kingdom advances throughout the world and throughout the New Testament as our paradigm there that we look for is through the planting of churches. And uh, we frankly believe there hasn't been enough of that in Ireland over the last years, maybe 
you know, 50, hundreds of years. And we, we just want to see more churches planted in the soil of unreached areas in our nation. And that's where our Tabar Network comes in as the kind of apostolic vision of the church and the covering for all those churches that are being planted. Number five, we want to conceive and implement a citywide transformation initiative for the Kurgavan area. We want to disciple the city into life. We want to bring life to our city. And then finally, we want to, in order to do all of this really, the sixth one says to train and release leaders through a mature leadership development pipeline. And so these six long-term aims are the high-level aspirational goals that we have as a church across the city. That's what we want to give ourselves to. If we can see these aims fulfilled, then we think we can see part of the vision fulfilled. And so each year we we sit down and we allow the vision and these six long-term aims to shape our decision-making, to shape where we invest our money, to shape how we staff things and how we raise up leaders and all of that. They, they orientate us and they inspire us and they get us up in the morning and they defibrillate our hearts when we're weary because we want to give ourselves to see in this great vision fulfilled. And so every year we sit down and we, we make some short-term aims, that, uh, kind of more bite-sized bite aims to help us work towards seeing these long-term aims fulfilled. And tonight, in some ways, is a reflection of seeing some of those come to pass. I want to say just uh, a few more things, just uh, really briefly, and then I'm going to ask a couple of people to come up, and we're going to start praying for some people. But in order to do that, what we've realized is, while we are an elder-led church in both Lurgan and Portadown, as are um, Shalom and Kara, as they develop leadership within those communities as well, we've realized that, as you will know, certain elders and leaders are called to full-time vocational ministry, and others are called to some forms of bivocational ministry, and others give over and above any time that they can, as well as having their own vocations that God has called them to in business and education and other areas of life. And we're just really, really blessed with wonderful leaders and wonderful elders in our churches. And, um, and as the church has grown and developed over the 24 years, as Phil described earlier, we've come to realize that some of us have been called to carry that in a more day-to-day sort of full-time capacity. And as things have developed right across the city, we've come to realize that we need to be given ourselves to the apostolic vision of the church. And in order to do that, we need to raise up more and more leaders to help bear the burden in all the other areas of church. But with these six long-term aims, you can see there's quite a bit going on and there's quite a bit that we're giving ourselves to. And so over the last year or so, as elders and as a board, trustees and all together, we've discerned that it would be appropriate to release um, myself and um, uh, Chris and Phil and Dave as a senior leadership team to try and consistently bring these six long-term aims before our mind and before our hearts so that we can ensure that plans are in place to see those fulfilled and to see other people released into them. Now, there's all sort of layers of substratum um, uh, around that in order to fulfill the work, and Dave is going to take us a little bit more into that. In both Lurgan and Portadown, we have layers of that, but as we oversee the whole, we wanted to give ourselves to that. And so um, we felt we just needed to 
to chunk that up a little bit, to bring more definition to that, to ensure that we are giving ourselves to that work. And so if you go back over our six long-term aims, oh, sorry, I went the wrong way. Here we go. If we go back over our six long-term aims, you can see all, all of us are giving ourselves to these things. We're all giving ourselves to see a, a move of God. And we, as we meet together, we're constantly asking. So we meet weekly. It's important that you know for uh, quite a bit of time together every Tuesday morning. Um, we're meeting together, we're praying together once a week as well on a Wednesday for one hour, just praying and seeking the Lord over these areas. And we are asking the Lord to help us fulfill, see these six long-term aims come to pass. So we all are obviously together in this first one to see a move of God. Dave has put a lot of work um, and I've joined him in some of that as we seek in, in this second long-term aim to see a discipleship culture released. And so you'll see this all through our life groups and things um, and the plans that we have in the future to see a real disciple-making movement at the heart of the church. We want to build a thriving local resource church. And so here in uh, Lurgan, Phil continues to give himself to the work of the church here to see this church. And as we plant Portadown, we're giving ourselves to that as well to see a resource church built across the city. It's really important just to remind you as well that when we planted Portadown, the prophetic picture the Lord gave us was one of like the London Tower Bridge. And on the London Tower Bridge, you know, there's two towers and those two towers are connected at the top. And we really felt that the Lord was telling us to take a route out of what was planted here in Lurgan, plant it in Portadown, let it find its own expression in Portadown, but very much build across the city together. That's why over the last year or two, our corporate prayers alternated in different venues. And we're delighted to say that in Portadown, we've now uh, found a building of which planning permission is now in process for us to do some work to. And it's uncanny the similarities that the building has in the main street of Portadown with the building here in Lurgan. And we're excited as God uh, opens that up to us in the months and years ahead, how we can build a local resource church right across Lurgan and Portadown in order to bless the nation and to plant many more churches. Um, I helped lead the Tabar movement in this fourth aim, the apostolic movement of church plants around Ireland. We've got a team that helps support me in that. And then these two... Um, Number five and number six, a citywide transformation initiative and a training and releasing. Dave and Phil and myself have been trying over the years to help kind of keep that going. But with so much else going on, as you can see from the other aims, along with the other staff in our churches that are helping us deliver that, it just was too much and we felt that the Lord needed to add. And that just brings me to the point where tonight we really want to pray for Chris and we really want to pray for Rick. As you'll know, Chris and Debbie planted the church, Upper Bound Vineyard, uh, something like 12 or 13 years ago in Portadown. And um, we've been in friendship with them for many years. And when we started to plant in Portadown, it became clear that the Holy Spirit was joining our hearts together for the mission of the kingdom of God in Portadown and the city. And uh, it's been amazing to watch that relationship develop and flourish and see Portadown planted. But through that process, it's become very, very clear to us that Chris has been carrying 
a heart and a passion for the city. He had already set up things like the food bank and been involved in lots of other civic and public square things within the city. And there was an obvious grace just developing and maturing on his life that we felt it was important for us to recognize. And so Chris, over the last number of months, has stepped more and more into this role of taking leadership and governance for us as a church over this particular area. And then Rick, um, who... um, uh, I've known from we were like 11 or something. Um, uh, it's been wonderful just to watch how his heart has become more and more entwined with us here in Emmanuel and with the vision of Tabar. And uh, along with his family, Ruth is obviously no stranger to us in Emmanuel over the years and our story as well. And uh, Rick obviously continues to lead um, Reach, the just incredible schools mentoring program and um, organization and charity that operates in the local area doing phenomenal work and that coaching mentoring grace we felt that the Lord was releasing in the context of raising up new leaders that would go and plant churches and lead kingdom initiatives all around Ireland. We felt it was really, really important for us to recognize that in him. And as we've discerned the Lord together over the last year, it's become clear to us that now is the time to release Rick. So Rick's doing two days a week for us in this role to train and release leaders. We have 35 young leaders coming through that we believe over the next two years we'll be able to commission and release into the things of God. And we're really, really excited about that. And so what we really want to do now, I want to invite Chris to come up first, and we're going to pray, and then Rick will come up after that. And so the way we're going to do this is we're just going to have a couple of elders, because we can't, unfortunately, we can't all bunch up together um, in these days we're living through. But in each person that we pray for tonight, we're going to have a couple of people come up. And um, unfortunately, we also can't actually lay hands, so... We have to do a slightly weird thing. Um, in 20 years' time, they're going to look back and take pictures of this thing and think, what on earth were you all doing? Standing lots of distances away, um, praying for people. But we're going to do that. And so if it's not too weird for you in your home right now and you want to stretch your hand out, let's be the body of Christ together. Let's um, stretch our hand out towards Chris as we pray and just commission and recognize. Remember, it's about recognition and definition. Yeah, And we're recognizing what the Spirit is doing. We are a charismatic church. That doesn't mean that we just go bonkers now and again. It means that we believe in the charisma and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do the work of the Lord, to get the job done, right? And so this is a very significant, holy, important moment, uh, a joyful, celebratory moment, and you'll see it all over the New Testament. And so let's stretch out our hands and pray for Chris. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Father, we just want to thank you for Chris, and we want to thank you for Debbie. We want to thank you for their family, God. We thank you for each one of them and what you're doing in their life and in their family. We want to thank you for the sacrifices and the costs that they have counted throughout the years to follow you, Jesus. And God, we just want to pray today that your Holy Spirit would come and anoint Chris, oh God. We recognize what you've been growing in him and what you've been maturing in him over the the last many years. Uh, Lord, how you've put a vision in his heart, Lord. Even all those years ago when he was in Belfast and lived in Belfast and grew up, and Debbie also, God, and how you put it on their hearts to come to our city 
and they want to see your kingdom come. And we just love that, God. We're so grateful for that. We honor that sacrifice. Lord, to pack up your contents in a car and to drive to another place and to buy a home and to do life and put your kids in a particular school, all of that kind of stuff. We, we just recognize the cost of that and we just thank you. And Lord, we're excited about what you're about to do. And just as I was thinking over the last few days, Chris, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is just growing and calling you as a, fa- a father in this city. And I just feel like the Lord knows and has saw how you have actually adopted this city into your heart that you have um, followed the ways of the Father by adopting into your heart this city. And the Father, I believe, is pouring his Abba's love over you right now because uh, he wants you to know that you're a beloved son that he is well pleased in and that he's increasing the Father's love upon you because he's called you to be a father to the city. And so, Lord, we thank you for all his great ideas, all the insight, all the wisdom and the sermon you're giving him, but we thank you most of all for the father heart for the city. And Lord, we ask that he would flow and function and operate out of the father heart for the city in the days ahead. So we bless him right now in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we release him into all that you have for him in the days ahead and all that we will do together for the sake of your glory in the city of Kurgavan. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, man. Bless you, Chris. Bless you, Chris. Okay. Rick, uh, we're going to pray for Rick now as well. Um, we have a few other elders coming as well to pray, I think. Um, as I say, um, Rick, Rick's probably no stranger to many of you watching and to our church here. And uh, we want to take a moment and... Uh, Prayer for Rick as he stewards this leadership pipeline that we're incredibly excited about. You know, we've been thinking about this kind of a thing for many years, and we've done different leadership stuff, but not to this level of intentionality and not to this level of investment. And we felt it was crucial for us to do that, and so we want to do that now. And so um, we're going to pray for Rick as well. So why don't we continue? <laughs> Stretch out your hand, and um, Dad is going to pray over Rick tonight. Thank you, Lord. I'd like to say a personal note just about Rick. There's a word in our, Jerry and I have for Rick in, in our household, and that's Rick the Rock. Yeah, the depth of, and strength of character in this man has been something that uh, has really impressed us over the years. And <clears throat> over a, a decade ago now, when our family was going through a very difficult time and Alan had, was facing a crisis in his life at the loss of his wife. Um, but <clears throat> Rick was there. And I, I'm saying every single night Rick would have rolled in in his infamous red pickup truck <laughs> uh, as something that uh, we've never never forgotten about, about Rick. Really, really appreciate this guy and so uh, feel so privileged and so on, so honored to to be able to serve uh, alongside this man uh, now and Emmanuel and his new role and and just thank you father for for Rick and there's, there's a verse Rick that I have for you and it's in uh, that verse in Joshua. 1 verse 9, 
where God says, have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you, Rick? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I just thank you, Father, uh, tonight for Rick. I thank you for sending him to us. God, we thank you for the privilege of serving alongside him. We're, we're grateful to you, Father, for the love that you have put in Rick's heart for you and, and also for your people. We appreciate the, the unique uh, set of, of giftings and talents that, that, that Rick possesses, uh, which is a gift from you. And, and we know that uh, Rick will be uh, a real asset to, to Emmanuel uh, and to the, the leaders that he's training uh, and investing in. And uh, we just pray, Father, that in turn you would, you would bless Rick today. Help him to, to sense your, your presence. Help him, Father, to continue to, uh, to carry your presence uh, into those uh, uh, leaders that he, he seeks to, to train up. And I pray a blessing too upon Rick's family, Lord, yes, for Ruth's children, and especially for we Zachariah, Lord. We just uh, thank you for all you've done in this uh, child's life, Lord, and we pray your continued uh, touch upon him. Yes. Pray a complete wholeness, yes. Lord, into we Zachariah's body. Uh, and, and pray a long life for this child. Yeah. So thank you for, for Rick, Lord. God bless him, uh, and, and uh, we place him uh, and, and our con- with confidence yes. in, into your hands, Lord, for the role uh, in which he has given himself to, yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, great stuff, we're doing well. Dave is going to come now. Um, I was going to ask you to give him a round of applause, but you're in your house, so um, that might be weird. But uh, Dave, can you, can you hear it, the background noise? Can you hear the applause you're getting right now? Okay, go for it. Great, good stuff. Um, it, it's been so important just to, to lay the foundation of that. Um, Obviously, we're, tonight we are going to go with us. Mainly, we are going to be praying. And we're going to be informing you about many of the new changes around staffing, new areas of responsibility for some of our existing staff as well. But it's so important for us as a church family that we are aware of our vision that God has given us as a church family, that God is calling all of us to step into, not just the staff the people that are being employed in a way to do this tonight. And it's one of the things this morning that we wanted to take a moment to really affirm. We're a church that believes in the fivefold for the equipping of all the saints to carry out the ministry. And tonight we're going to finish with the moment, so I would love you to stay with us for this at the end where we will just pray and commission all of us. We believe that this in itself is a very prophetic moment that uh, while the staff in the building can be prayed and commissioned, that you in your home tonight can be prayed and commissioned, not in a building but in your home that the commissioning of the Holy Spirit could be released upon you. So we'd love you to stay with us for that just as we continue to go through it. The reality is 
Uh, as just as we continue with this this presentation, Al's already mentioned around uh, for for the, for the four of us, for Phil, Al, Chris, and myself, um, that we we have an area of responsibility. And before I begin to look at just at a staffing level, I just want to just make it clear just to each of our churches. While each of us carry a title of lead pastor, there's a differentiation to each of our roles, and I just want for it to be clear to our church families as well uh, what the expectation is for, for each of us uh, as we serve and lead uh, within each of the churches themselves. Yeah, and so, for example, when we think about here in Emmanuel Lurgan, Phil obviously is carrying a significant heart of father, father of the house. Uh, he is, is he's someone who is massively carrying giftings in, in pastoring and in, and in teaching. And he leads the Lurgan elders here as well. Alongside Phil here then in Lurgan, part of my role and responsibility, as Al's already mentioned, is around discipleship. I assist uh, with the preaching and the pastoring from time to time. Um, big part of it, which is why we're doing this tonight, is around the development and coordination of the staff here and helping with some of the operations oversight within Lurgan as well. And Porta Down side of things then, as we go across uh, to that church family, Al's responsibility there is to lead the Porta Down elders, which we've already mentioned tonight, pastoral oversight, preaching, teaching of the word, and then obviously from a Tabar side of things, really carrying an, uh, an apostolic grace, not just for what's happening in the city, but for what is happening in the nation uh, as well. And then from Chris's point of view, Chris is carrying a, a significant prophetic oversight, assisting with the preaching in Portadown, citywide transformation, which we've just prayed and commissioned him for in this moment, and again, operations oversight within Portadown. They are our roles uh, and our responsibilities to the churches, but the reality is that we have an incredible, incredible, incredible staff team here within the church that help us and are outworking so many of the things that go on that you're aware of and you see it doesn't all be outworked by us while well, there's some of the thoughts which we might come up with from time to time we have an incredible staff which we are blessed with that you're blessed to have as well and tonight I just, I guess, want to take a moment just to introduce, again, each of our staff, just to bring through some of their areas of responsibility. We're going to just take a moment just to pause and pray, specifically a prayer of commission over some of the new staff that have joined us in this, in this season. And so, as I said, it's a, it's a joy for me to have part of a responsibility just to oversee and to coordinate our staff here in Lurgan. And, uh, and a big change, even in this year, we've had um, just some new structures that have, that have really helped us and have been developing uh, over, over um, these, these last number of weeks. One of those changes has been in, in Lanny's role. Many of you will know uh, Lanny. You will see him, particularly if you're here, part of the Lurgan family. You'll usually see him down at the back with the card machine. We know that a big significant part of Lanny's role and responsibility is around management of the finances. But in this season, however, Lanny is stepping up uh, with, with other areas of being able to support our church here, being able to support me and a lot of that as well, particularly when it comes to areas around staffing with HR issues, uh, around operations and that Lenny is going to be carrying out a significant administrative support role within each of these as well and so it is an increasing moment of responsibility for Lenny as well and while he's not here in the stage and for many of the other staff where there's changes for it we just I would love you as our church to be praying for each of our staff in these roles and some of the changes as well so we're blessed Lenny to have you, I can't see you in the darkness, but Lenny, we're blessed to have you in each of these roles. Another person we're really blessed to have here is Hank 
Hank is our, our man on the ground who just makes everything happen. He facilitates and coordinates lots of the things that need help and set up for ministries, from room hire. He engages in just general caretaking responsibilities and duties. And he also now is part of and some of the changes as well for us and the staff. It's just really helping to outwork lots of our health and safety issues on the ground on a day-to-day basis. So Hank, again, we're so blessed to have you and be part of uh, having you part of our staff with us. Some some of the new changes, however, and I mentioned this this morning, one of one of the key people in our staff over the years has been Tash. Um, Tash hasn't left, but this is a new exciting moment and season for Tash. Um, I think tomorrow is Tash's due date for her baby. Tash has just begun a maternity leave period. And, uh, and so we, this morning, we made reference to this and we prayed a prayer of blessing for Tash in this moment. But uh, over this time then, as, as we were really praying and trying to discern the Lord for who would come in just to, to fill that role and that responsibility that Tash carries, we really felt the Lord just really impress Susie, Susie Moore, uh, on her heart for this, that she would come in and help just to oversee this area of communications coordinator. And um, Susie will be helping just to steer, bring some oversight even to some of our Sunday teams as well. And in a little second, we're going to be praying for Susie. We're going to be praying a prayer of commission upon her um, so that you can join us with us. Also, um, tonight in a, in a with regards to new staffing, we have a new change within kids. Heather obviously just does an incredible, incredible job at leading our kids team. I'm sure many of you will agree with me. We have been blessed with the resources that have been put out over the last number of weeks and months as we've gone through COVID. Um, the, the amount of resources they've been able to supply to us so that our families could stay rooted and uh, together in these discipleship processes. And so we're really blessed to have Heather as part of the team. And alongside Heather, as part of a change in this season, Matthew Froggatt has has joined the team here with us um, in, in staff. Matthew was an intern previously with us. Matthew is part of Belfast Bible College, is training there, and as part of his ongoing development and training, is now a kids worker here in church. Matthew, I think I actually spelt your name wrong. I think I've left out a T, but there we go. It's a, it's a live show. Um, but Matthew is, is a key part of what we're doing. Now, and what I would love to do, I'm just going to just, just pause now at this moment, and I would just love to invite Susie and Matthew to come up and join me on the stage. We have a couple of the elders as well that are going to come, and we just love to just pray a prayer of commission upon them. Again, our, our staff are all here. We're all joining with us as one. We want to be one together in these prayers. And so as the guys come again, just join your hearts with us, even in this moment. Susie, I <laughs> um, asked the Lord just to give me a verse. <laughs> and and he directed me to this. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. And I feel the Lord just wants you to know that. You're, you're moving into a place where you may uh, just want to do everything right. And you may be tempted to do everything as well as Tash did it. But the Lord wants you to know, he knows, right? And he delights in every detail of your life and of everything that you do. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for Susie. I thank you for her godly heart. 
Thank you for every experience of life that you have worked and brought her through and worked in to make her the godly young lady that she is. And thank you that you have brought her to us for this time. And that uh, you, Father, I just thank you that you are going to guide her every day and that you will give her the wisdom and the discernment for every detail, for, for every detail even of the mundane, ordinary things, ordinary practical things of life. But Father, I thank you that you see her heart for people. And I just thank you for the sensitivity that she has to the needs of all of those that she meets on a daily basis. And Father, I just pray that you will just flutter with a sense, a deeper sense of confidence in you, that you are going to care for every detail of her life. So I pray that every morning as she wakens up, that she will feel your countenance upon her. And that will fit her and strengthen her for every day. Thank you, Father. We just commission her for, for what you want her to do in this next season of her life here in Emmanuel. In Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew. <laughs> I love this inspector, you know. <laughs> I did watch some of the children's work and it's amazing. You know, I think you're going to be like a Pied Piper. There's a tenderness in you, Matthew, and the Lord loves it. He loves that tenderness of heart for people. And, and I was thinking of uh, Jesus talking to the disciples just before his crucifixion. And he actually said to the disciples that the Father loved them. You know why he loved them? Now this is God Almighty we're talking about. He loved the disciples. You know why? Because they believed Jesus was his son. And I feel God wants you to experience his love more and more. Father loves you so much because you love his son. And not only that, you're going to be a voice for an awful lot of children. And lead an awful lot of children. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as God's son too. And not only children, young people and others, because I believe you're going to be a Pied Piper. You're willing, you're willing to set yourself apart to be all that Jesus wants you to be. But I just want you to know tonight how much the Father loves you. So Father, I just thank you for Matthew. Thank you for the support that he has been in his intern year to the kids team and to uh, all those who even work in the church. Thank you for his smile. Thank you for his tender heart. Thank you for his love for you. 
and thank you, Father, for your love for Matthew. I pray that he will come to know more and more just of the depths of your love. Pray that as he studies at Bible college, that you will reveal yourself more and more to him. And I pray, Father, that then as he goes out and works with children and works even with others and rubs shoulders with people, I just pray that he will be the fragrance of Christ, that your love will just overflow into groups of people that he works with. And Father, I just pray that he will indeed be like a pipe piper, so Christ-like, that people will follow, they will listen to the tune that he plays because he's playing your tune. He's singing your song. He's revealing your love. And I pray that many will follow after you because of Matthew's love for you and because he's walking in your way. So, Father, I pray that you will protect him, that you will direct his steps day by day, and that you will fulfill your purpose and your plan for his life. And use this time as he works in Emmanuel, Lord, just to uh, deepen his love for you, his love for the, the work of your kingdom. Glorify your name, Lord, in Matthew, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. God bless you. So there's, you see the, the, the newness that we have in some of these ways. Another, another key area where there has been development has been in our youth. Um, this is a new season ahead and it's a new moment. Youth is now being team-led. Um, and we're excited that, that we have three of our young adults who have been emerging in, in their gifting and their passion for Jesus and, and his church, now each leading in these different roles uh, and that each within a role of, of youth pastor, but all with different areas of responsibility. And so you'll see in the board here, I'm going to ask the guys just to come up here just as, as I make reference to their names. Tara has been employed with us already for a few months, but we are increasing Tara's hours with us just to three days a week. Um, and Tara is going to be focusing on a collective age ministries, pastoral care specifically for young people. Ryan Osborne is going to be, for two days a week, is going to be pastorally overseeing collective age as well, trying to develop uh, at this a youth specific discipleship pathways running within this as well through things like Alpha, Grow and in other environments like Banquet. And then Robbie, Robbie Norton, the many of you know as well from church, coming on for two days a week as well with us this year as part of the team. Robbie has led Vital Sunday in the past and is now overseeing responsibility for Vital Youth on Friday nights as well. One thing I do want to mention just at this point, and, and I forgot to mention it this morning and I apologize for that, I want to honor James Patterson. Uh, and Patty, in the in the years that he has given and served within church, uh, part of his internship, and then the three years after it, carrying the weight and responsibility of vital. Patty, we love you. We thank you for honouring your church, uh, the church, this church, and continuing to be part of it. And for the young people that you have blessed, uh, and and the guys, and for Robbie, they, they they carry on and they take over the great work which which you have already begun and laid the foundations for in that way. The, the elders are now up, and I'm going to ask work uh, just to pray and commission these guys now and just pray a prayer of release and blessing over them. So join with us at home again. Why don't you stretch out your hand towards them?
Heavenly Father, we thank you for Tara and Robbie and Ryan. We thank you, Father, for their servant heart, um, for the years that have gone before where they have volunteered and worked alongside previous youth teams, and now that they have sacrificially even stepped away from some of the other things in their world to leave space for you to serve this body here. So we thank you for each one of them individually, Father. And as they step into this new season of service in this house, we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would come mightily upon them and guide their footsteps, guide their creativity, guide their strategies, and guide their interactions. We thank you, Father, that these three are protégés um, of what has been before in this house. We thank you for what they have gleaned and been built into by Grant and others um, for many years and how they have been shaped into the people they are. But we ask you, Holy Spirit, that this would be a day that you would do a new thing. This isn't a replication of the old. This is a time for them to pick up the baton of where the other team left off and run the race that you have set before them, Holy Spirit. But church, there is no need for youth workers if there is no youth. So as a church, we cry to you, Heavenly Father. We cry to you, Holy Spirit. Would you come upon every young person of vital and collective age who is represented across our church family, either from a member's family or friends that come along or are loosely connected. Holy Spirit, would you stir a hunger across this family and across this city in the young people who we have contact with. May you do something revolutionary and revivalist, Lord, in the hearts and the minds of our young people. I pray that you would give these three the biggest problem that they have ever seen in their life as to what to do with so many who are coming and are hungry. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would give these three an incredible flexibility that they can lay down things they may have started so that they can pick up new things that you're directing them into. Give them a completely flexible skin, Lord, and to carry this thing lightly, month on month, and respond as to how you lead them. But Lord, we ask you that we may not have a great youth program. We ask you, Father, that you would bring fruit for the endeavors of what these three are leading, their volunteer teams and their things to do. Come, Lord, bring the fruit. Let us see a renewed heart, a renewed mind, a renewed generation in our young people of the Emmanuel family and friends. So we send these three out, Lord, in the power of your Holy Spirit to do something afresh that we haven't seen before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Bless you guys. Bless you. Thank you for sticking with us. We are 
almost there. Just a few more, just just to run through and turn by way of of update. Obviously, compassion and evangelism continue to be a key part of our focus here as a local church in Lurgan, as a dreaming as a local body. But we recognise that this is an ever increasing part of our vision for the city, as we've been talking about. We're we're excited, uh, and and as I as I share some report and update even around some of these areas, we're excited how how God has has anointed and called Chris for this new role with citywide transformation, but that through it we can join a network with other agencies, with other churches, with other individuals who are strategically placed and positioned in their line of work to begin to see renewal and revival to the systems and fabric of, of our community. And within that, um, as, as part of, of what we're even doing here within our staffing side of things as, as a local church, Nicola, Nicola McElwain, um, well, obviously, we've made reference to Rick already. Um, Rick is, we've already prayed and commissioned the leadership training pathway. But with, within a compassion side of things, Nicola um, is, is our compassion coordinator. Compassion has been growing and developing um, in lots and lots of different ways. Obviously, tonight, we're going to see that that's both from a team, um, which is a changing dynamic for Nicola as well as she no longer is just leading a department in her own right but is now leading a team of people and managing a team of people as well and so we would love to just pray for her in this new season as well but we're, we're delighted to see just the hand of God upon all that Compassion has been doing. Nicola's reporting that even just over this last year even through the likes of Renew which has been positioned in a different part of her building over 500 people have been clothed in this past year in, in our community through, through Renew so we're thankful through things like this. We just want to say thank you to God for his faithfulness and for his provision. Part of what that has been for us is even through the employment of, of two new staff members during uh, these last number of months of difficulty. We secured funding for two new paid members of staff, which has now increased uh, our compassion team. And so as, as part of the compassion team, which Nicola helps to lead, Jackie McCrum, I shared this with the church this morning, Jackie McCrum has now been employed to, to help and develop uh, and to, to run and coordinate Hope Rising. Jackie was one of the initial dreamers uh, and implementers of Hope Rising in the first place. And so we are so delighted that, that Jackie is able to be part of this and be able to train other churches and other people to see this incredible resource released into the hands of, of other people. Suzanne, Suzanne Hanna from our Portadown Church is now employed to coordinate a journey to health pathway with individuals within the community. Suzanne's position will enable people to be signposted to relevant areas of support within the community and also establishing sustainable support and empowering individuals to step into preferred futures for them. And we're, we're so blessed by both of them. In a little while, we're going to be praying for them and commissioning them for, for these new roles. You'll see on the name for the team as well, you'll see Dixie there, Stephen Heasley. I, I just want to take a moment just, just to pause. And, and I also want to honor Dixie for his his faithfulness in youth over the years. Dixie, I can't see where you're at here in, in the crowd as well either, but I want to honour you for everything that you've given to youth and how you'd served it so faithfully with a passion for it. And I know it's still a big passion of your heart, but over and above youth, I want to just honour you for your faithfulness just to the Church of Jesus. 
and, and for your heart for the lost and for your heart for people. And part of one of the changing dynamics has been in Dixie's role, Dixie as well as what you'll see in the next layer of this as coordinating our evangelism, being uh, one that is just carrying just and waving the flag for evangelism with us here in church. Dixie is a key part of, of this team now within Compassion, which is a new changing moment for him. And so our prayers, Dixie, are for you as well in this new season that the, the Spirit of the Lord would just release fresh gifts and fresh anointing grace upon you for this new moment as well. And also then just from a from a citywide aspect as well as Dixie carrying out an evangelistic side of things, Mervyn Johnson, one of our elders in church, is also employed for two days a week as a community pastor within the role of this within citywide. And then final part of this, and this is why we're so blessed that Chris is able to step up and just to shoulder much of the weight of responsibility in networking and tying many of these different strands and fabrics together again. But another aspect of this is through Lynx counselling. My, my wife, Laura, uh, oversees and manages Lynx, which um, even in terms of what they've been able to do and deliver this past year, Lynx is, is a counselling service that is part of our church here in Lurgan. And in this past year, they've delivered an average of 1,200 sessions of counselling per month. Um, they've, they're now working within each of the secondary schools here in the ABC counselling area. Um, they have now planted links in other locations in Armagh, Lisburn, and within the Middlestar area. And they're also delivering within the Northern Trust as well. And in all of this, I guess the reason why I wanted to just do this before I bring Chris up, firstly, just want to just say thank you to God for his faithfulness and his goodness that we've been able to position ourselves as a church. I'll mention earlier, we're family on mission. And as part of our mission, we want to continue the ministry of Christ here on earth to be able to help those in our community around us. But what we can see with this is that there is just a growing, growing, growing need in our community, but yet how God is enlarging uh, our, our territory and our influence with that. And this is why I'm, I'm glad again just to bring Chris up at this point. I want to bring Chris up and he's going to just share just a bit of heart and vision just for a couple of minutes on Citywide. And then off the back of it, where Chris is going to invite uh, Jackie and Suzanne to come up. We're going to pray and commission them just for this new assignment for them in this, uh, in this next season. And then Phil is going to come up off the back of it. So Chris, over to you. Great, thanks, thanks, Dave. Um, so it's fantastic to hear all these things about citywide transformation and about uh, compassion ministry, uh, and it's great to be able to bring some shape and some coordination to that, and to really to build on all the years of, of amazing, fantastic work that's been done, uh, particularly by Nicola in coordinating all of that. Uh, over lockdown, we saw really compassion ministry uh, expanding and responding to the needs of lockdown, and we set up a helpline to provide a range of support. We had emergency food boxes. We helped to facilitate the government emergency food box scheme. So as a church, for example, we were able to uh, deliver around up to 300 food boxes a week into our local community, which required um, 60 volunteers a week. Uh, and the church, you stepped up and, and became part of that. Um, and emergency deliveries um, with Renew and, and lots of other responses that we did. And um, just over the last while, though, when we're thinking about sort of the current situation with coronavirus, we've moved from 
disaster response to a recovery phase and um, you know that's been great for us to think about how do we strategically help people not just responding to immediate need but moving beyond that um, and, and actually our civic authorities in the ABC council area have identified four main strands that they want to focus on and those are poverty isolation mental health and well-being um, and uh, unemployment and it's great that we have facilities and that we have people in place in our church so that we as a church can respond to a lot of those needs. So to have Jackie and Suzanne and, and Dixie and Nicola there as a team who can respond to the needs within our communities. And a key verse really that I feel that God has put on my heart for this time and for this season is, is Micah 6 verse 8. And it says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And so we respond with humble acts and we respond with mercy, or another word that we would use is compassion. And, and so one of our, our core practices is, is mercy and justice, compassion and justice. Uh, and those two words are very important. Mercy or compassion is how we respond to need, but justice goes beyond immediate need and thinks, how can we empower and equip people to live fulfilled lives? Do we have a vision for, for transformation where, where people are, are just not caught in that cycle of emergency response all of the time? We will have a vision to see and people live in power lives, to be fulfilled, to know that they have a calling on their lives. And we as a church have a calling to see our city changed, to see our city transformed. And, and so we need to think with long-term vision. We need to think with strategic vision. We need to think about multi-generational, holistic solutions to the problems in our communities. And so that requires everyone to play their part. It's amazing that we have staff members who are going to um, be people who catalyze change and, and transformation, who deliver specific projects. But one of their key jobs, one of my key jobs, is to release the body of Christ to be the body to respond to the needs in our communities. Citywide transformation will only happen as the whole body plays their part. As we learn to live out, really, one of our key phrases in church, which is everyone, every day, everywhere. What does it look like for us to lead um, in whatever sphere God has placed us in? We need servants. We need leaders. We need strategic planners and influencers in business, healthcare, the arts, education, people who care uh, passionately about the environment. And with so many people in our church communities who can be part of that solution. To see an area transformed, effectively what we're asking for is, is the, what we call the Eden mandate. When we look at the very start of the Bible in Genesis, we read and we see that, that, that mankind, that the people were at peace with themselves, at peace with each other, at peace with the environment around them and at peace with God. And that mandate is the thing that we want to live out, that Jesus came to restore everything back to the way that it should have been. And so in this hour, the church has an, an amazing opportunity to be a witness to the love of Jesus, to live with extravagant generosity, 
to receive the wisdom of heaven for the complex, difficult um, problems that are there in our society, to navigate those, but also to partner with all the amazing other things that are already going on in our communities. But to do that with a vision to see our area transformed. And we want to do that with humility. We want to do that with mercy. And we want to do that with justice. So thank you very much. I think we're going to pray for um, Suzanne and for Jackie, if they want to come up. It's been fantastic. Just they've literally just started over the last couple of weeks to hear um, their hearts and to to see what they've been called to do. So um, come on ahead. All right, um, Jackie and Suzanne, um, let's pray. Father, I thank you for. Uh, Jackie's heart for Hope Rising. I thank you for this course that helps people to deal with um, stress and anxiety, to work through their problems and issues. God, we thank you that, uh, God, you have given her the wisdom and the insight to put that course together. I thank you that you have given her the ability to communicate that and to bring hope and healing to people who are struggling. Um, God, we know that your hand of favor is upon that course its design, and that it reflects the heart of God to see people set free. And so we ask your spirit to rest upon Jackie at this time. Lord, we commission her to go and to release that course into lots of different environments. We pray that that course will be fruitful, that the people who go on it will experience true change and transformation in their lives, that they will bring life. And we just even, I just even speak um, that Hope Rising will not be the only course Jackie, that uh, you develop, that the Lord has more on you and that he will inspire you to write and to release other courses and other projects and other groups uh, and other things that are going to see people set free. And we just say that that mental health and mental illness will not... um, have its way in our community, will not have its way in our area. It will not um, have a stranglehold over the people in our community. Uh, We speak life and light in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for Suzanne. Uh, We thank you for this this new role of the Journey to Health Coordinator. Uh, And God, we thank you that we have the opportunity to lead people from wherever they find themselves to a better place, to a healthier place, to a place where they can thrive, where they can be empowered. Uh, God, we thank you just even as we've seen in the short time that Suzanne has been in this role, Lord, that your hand is upon her. God, that you have given her wisdom, you have given her strategy, you have given her insight. Uh, But more than all of that, Lord, you have given her your heart, your heart of compassion and love for those that are vulnerable and struggling and that she can draw alongside to encourage and inspire people to to go on a a real journey of health and well-being, to move forward, to um, know who they are, why they're here, what they're called to, no matter what's been going on in their lives before, God, we just declare for all the people that are going to go through the journey of health program that, God, you have a better future for them. We thank you for that. We thank you for Suzanne. In Jesus' name, amen.
Great. Well, we're almost there. We're almost there. All right. Another couple of minutes. There's just one more. Um, a, a couple of little things I want to say. Um, we couldn't do all that we do without the, um, the, the loads of volunteers that give their time um, day by day and week by week. We need you desperately. I think of things like um, Renew and Kids Work and Drop In and on and on we could go. Just thank you to all of those volunteers who give so generously of their time. We love you and we appreciate you so much. Um, also to our board, we have a board that um, are amazing, that look after all um, operations and stuff like that. So a massive thank you to our board. You don't see them that often. You can see us and see our elders and all of that, but there's a, the, the, the wheels behind the wheels are desperately important, and we just want to say thank you to you. One more that I'd love us to pray for tonight um, is I'd love us to pray for Dave. So I'd love if Alan Chris would come up. And uh, we, we just, um, as you can see, it's a big operation. And um, Dave, Dave, one of his roles is oversight of that operation. And so this isn't on the agenda, so he didn't know about this. But uh, it's just important that we acknowledge this tonight. I'm going to ask Al just to pray for him as we stand together. And then I'm going to pray a closing prayer over our family and over all of our staff tonight. So thanks, Dave. You're a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's pray for Dave as well. He's stepping uh, more and more into a role here, particularly in Lurgan, where there's a lot to bear the burden for, a lot to manage, a lot to oversee. Um, but we just believe that Dave is a man of the Spirit, um, and um, we just want to honor that and pray. feel like the Lord wants to release a fresh endowment of his Spirit and the gifts and graces of the Spirit upon Dave tonight. So let's say... Uh, Let's pray that over Dave. God, we, we thank you for one who has shown himself well approved in your house, God. We thank you for the heart of a servant, oh God. And we thank you for the heart uh, of, of us. Thank you that he serves, Lord, people. And he knows how to wash people's feet. And Lord, we just uh, pray that your um, king, kingly presence, God, would now just come upon him. We pray, Holy Spirit, Lord for a fresh weight of the anointing of your presence, O oh God, to serve and to lead your, your people, God, to give us life for you, Jesus, and for the church. We pray, Lord God, that you would bless him, God. You would bless him. We thank you for the Barnabas spirit in him, O oh God, to recognize the grace of God and the moving of the Holy Spirit and to say yes and amen and to draw others into the movement of God and the movement of the Spirit. And so we pray, God, as uh, I think it says in Third John, that, Lord, that Dave would be, um, all would be well with him and his soul would be in good health, God. Yeah. And God, we just pray, Lord, the health of heaven, God, just upon Dave, body, soul, and spirit, from the top of his head right down to his feet, God. We pray the health of heaven. Come now, Holy Spirit. Come now, Holy Spirit. Fresh endowment of your presence and of your grace upon your beloved son tonight and our dear brother. We pray your peace and presence is to rest in him and the health and wholeness of the kingdom to be his in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, good, good. Sorry we're a little bit over time, but that's what happens when you get a bunch of preachers on the platform. 
Um, and uh, but it's been such a great night. I have loved tonight. It's lovely to be with you. Don't worry when I'm opening my Bible. I'm not going to preach, just in case you're panicking there. I just want to um, say this: that you know the the Bible says that in saying He ascended. What does it mean? But He had also descended into the lower regions, regions of the earth, talking about Jesus. And then it says He. Who descended is the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things, fill all things. And he gave to the church apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers. What for? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. One of the problems um, in Northern Ireland and maybe a lot further afield is that everybody thinks that the leaders are supposed to do all the work but actually, the gifts were given to stir the body to do the work of the ministry. And so this is why we want to finish with this. And we want to not just recommission all our staff whom we love. And I love these guys. I love working in this team. I love working alongside them. And they keep me young and uh, keep me right. And, uh, but there is, there's something about commissioning you in your home. So I love... Um, just as we finish off tonight, if uh, all uh, the, the lights are very bright here, so I can't see, so you could bluff me and not stand. But if you would stand, I would really appreciate it. Just as we, um, as I pray a prayer of commissioning over you and over all of you at home, and if you're sitting on your city at home, maybe just in a symbolic way, you would join us tonight and stand, just as a symbolic way of saying, I, 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 I love being part of this church. And I want to be part of that ministry. I want to be part of the fulfillment of those dreams and vision to see the, the, the city, the, the, the story of the city, a broken city that we live in, rewritten with the love of God and the good news of the kingdom. So, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the, 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 the new people on staff and the new roles that have developed over this season, Lord. And Father, as we push into this new season, we just want to commission and recommission all of our staff. We just thank you for them. All of our volunteers, our board, our elders across the city. Father, we just pray and we recommission each and every one. And Father, we just acknowledge tonight what an honor it is to serve you. And Father, yet again, we lay ourselves before you and we offer our bodies as living sacrifices onto you because it's the least we could do. It's the least we could do because of what you've done for us. And so as people stand even across the city in their homes tonight in their living rooms, we just commission ourselves to say, God, we're following you into this season. We're following the captain of our host. And Father, we thank you that you know the way. All we have to do is follow. And so we pledge our allegiance afresh to you tonight in this place, in this house, in our homes, in our families, in our businesses, in our jobs, in this church. We pledge our allegiance to you and say you are our king and we love you and we honor you with all of our hearts in Jesus' mighty name and all the people of God said, amen. amen. The Lord bless you um, in Jesus' name. And I hope you've enjoyed tonight. Thank you, um, all the guys who participated and made it happen. We appreciate you all so much. We love you. And the Lord bless you this week in Jesus' name. Amen. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.